I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Reels. Dun, dun, dun. Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, trailers, weekly list challenges, my favorite games, and more. I am Mandy Kaplan, and I'm joined today by the lovely and glorious Pete Wright. <gasps> Did not expect that. Oh, I'm so Pete, glad to be here with you, Mandy. Say hello to the people, to America, to the world. I don't even know what to say. The longer you and I keep this up, the longer we don't <laughs> let Mandy Fabian talk. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, hello. Hello. This is hello. your this is your second time, Fabian, right? It is. I'm no longer a sat mat virgin. This is right away with the profanity. I, this well, one. <laughs> what's profane about a virgin? It was a great song by Madonna back in the 1700s, wasn't it? Like a virgin. I'm too young to know who Madonna is. I know. 
I know, sweetheart. I'll get you a disc and I'll tell you what Thank a disc you. is later. It'll be fine. Yeah. Thank you. I think I slipped a disc earlier. <laughs> hey, cantankerous elderly people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, Pete. That's why I was invited on this show, right? <laughs> because <laughs> you are cantankerous, a cantankerous elderly and person. cute elderly person thank you what have you guys been up to what are you watching tell me everything i have one and i have one for you you guys both of you because this feels like something horribly you should have seen i think i might have i i may have well dr death oh dr. oh with death. joshua jackson yes joshua jackson pacey pacey witter himself okay and uh alec baldwin and Christian effing Slater, who <gasps> is amazing. And these two, Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin, are like the vascular surgery, neurosurgery odd couple that you never knew you needed. I think they are fantastic. This is an over-the-top... The Bert and Ernie oh, of neurosurgery, Yes, they absolutely yeah. are. This sure. is the most over-the-top, gloriously, beautifully melodramatic true story about yeah. a sociopathic <gasps> the pen's coming out sociopathic it down. Uh, neurosurgeon who failed up all his life <gasps> and ended up killing people and maiming people and he made his best friend a quadriplegic <gasps> Christopher Dunch he's in prison until he's 74 when he is first eligible for parole it is and hopefully single <laughs> It's an extraordinary story. It was based on a podcast, a Wondery podcast that was bought. Podcasts, we, we you can make a show out of the sat, Matt. I'm just saying. I'm not saying yep. we have um, a price, but I know there is one that and exists. And uh, but they it bought it. It's on Peacock with these the, it, these three. It is. It's so gross. Oh, it and sounds- amazing. I can. Not get enough it's, of it. Well, the same producers as Dirty John, right? right? It was the second season of Dirty John, essentially. Now I, I have to so. get Peacock. I mean, it's just a, a new channel every day. I uh, know. It's just I, the same old. I'm so excited, though. That's that a, sounds heavenly. I love stories about people who fail up. It's my yeah. single favorite <laughs> so- <Yeah>. topic. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I we watched uh, my daughter and I watched it together. We watched it's it's only eight episodes. Like you get the free trial somewhere and just watch it in a day. But we came up and we had the bends. Like we were totally <gasps> yeah. had the shakes. Oh, I'm so it was excited. It was amazing. That's so thrilling. it's like gloriously it's soap opera. It's like Dallas Dynasty. Great and neurosurgery. Oh my god! Well, amazing. Adjacent to that, we started watching Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Wait, wait, wait. Is that uh, is Steve Martin, Steve Martin and, uh, and Martin the adorable uh, singer? Uh, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. How yeah. is it? We're really liking it. And I mean, as a true crime podcast person, it's really rooted in what happens when you listen to too many true crime podcasts yeah. and you start to think of yourself as like, I could be Sarah Koenig. And it's really, I think it's fun. I'm not saying it's brilliant, but who doesn't want to watch Steve Martin and Martin Short? There's I mean, nobody. It's, there's nobody yeah, that doesn't There's nobody. That. They are absolutely darling. It's, so we're enjoying it. It's funny because I also watched a Steve Martin movie last night. But I we have a different thing going on in our house because we're all quarantined because my daughter got the COVID. She's fine. Everything's okay. But so we've been doing educational um, 
are we allowed to talk about the fact that COVID exists or is that, I'm not sure who yeah, our it crowd is. is. No, it's just that so emotionally, <laughs> weight, I felt the weight on top of my head. You said that. I was like, yeah. oh, there we go. It's another right. another she's, poor person who's oh, doing fine. She's I, fine. I, I fine. Every day fine. I'm like, who's rocking COVID today? You are, lady. <laughs> um, so we are watching um, like educational things and also all kid things. But we watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Last night uh, with Rick Moranis and Ellen Green and Steve Martin is so hilarious. And I'd completely forgotten that Bill Murray comes in and plays that uh, manic. Um, wh- what's the thing when you're a sa- as masochist. masochist? Yeah, not sadist, mm-hmm. but a masochist. So um, that's what we watched. It's old timey, but it's a goodie. And there, there's a new one coming out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. A new yeah. little shop. Yeah. Yeah. Stage and I, well, at the turn, moment I I'll can't remember that. anybody that's in it, but it's a really good cast. Yeah, oh. yeah, oh. yeah. There's a new Broadway. In fact, I think it starts. It's, it already started, and now it's coming back. Okay, it's, yeah, okay. and it's diverse and modern and great. Mm-hmm. Who's playing? Who's playing the plant? Uh, oh, it's Scarlett Johansson as the plant. No, <laughs> Pete. Oh, Greg Berlanti's directing. Oh, uh, so far not diverse I at think all. But no. go on. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, I, uh, Taryn Edgerton is rumored. They're all rumored, I guess. Okay. Oh, all right. Billy so Porter it's still in the mix. Billy Audrey Porter. Too. Okay. Billy, Billy Porter. Okay. There well, we there go. You go. Check it. We, there we've checked is. the box. Yeah, exactly. Great. 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 <laughs> well, speaking of, I'm, I'm about to try and transition, but I'm not sure if what I'm saying is correct. Speaking of Chris Evans who is Captain America, who is a Marvel character. That sounds right. Did I get that right? Man? I I don't know. You're asking me? Do you want to fact check that? (laughs) I'm kidding. Let me, if I could figure out how to use my phone, I I would. I was told this was a Sandra Sandra Bullock only (laughs) show tonight. I did not prepare for Marvel. (laughs) Well, I, in my rigorous research, (laughs) in order to prepare for tonight's podcast Mm -hmm. i uh found a very fun article probably some might call it clickbait about (laughs) actors who turned down major marvel roles and i would like to discuss oh that's fun yeah outstanding Outstanding. i now there is a marvel show that i've learned about on this show called what if where (laughs) it's like an alternate reality right yes yes so what if tom cruise was iron man oh yeah, it would have so, been very hunky. It's, it's also hunky. I mean, they're both bat bleep crazy, both those actors. So yeah. they would both bring an edge. Was he under contract at any point? And, uh, but, or was he just offered the role? In my rigorous research, it just says he turned it down. Oh, Tom rigorous. Cruise turned okay. down Iron Man. You know Tom Cruise is not Iron Man, right, baby? <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> it's the guy who was in... Um, Oh, less than zero. Is that what he was in? I know. Robert oh, Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Our we game have to is going to go really well. Robert Downey Jr. tonight. <laughs> Outstanding. I don't yep. even, I don't remember if that's, but anyway, I love Robert Downey Jr. I know he kiss, was kiss, Iron bang, Man. Bang. I saw that one. Yes. Um, I, but I, I think it's pretty because Tom Cruise wasn't like producing and making and in charge of Iron Man. Like he's a, Tom, Tom Cruise is movies, right? Like he doesn't have to 
he doesn't have to jump into a, a, a somebody else's franchise. He's got like six of his own, doesn't he? Plus, I don't think Iron Man is in the um, Scientology science fiction. Like, I don't think it's an actual character in. He's not a Thetan. in the science fiction. So I don't think he's allowed to play anything that's not a Thetan. OT8. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my well, rigorous guys, research of Scientology. So I know you guys yes. are like in the neighborhood of the main clinic down there so uh i don't want to <laughs> step on your your vast knowledge of scientology i do think in all seriousness i think tom cruise he dirtied up in edge of tomorrow which and and wore the suit like he had effectively a big suit in that movie and i think he looked great and he did great i cannot in my head imagine anyone else playing iron man anymore i think tony stark is robert downey jr and vice versa and um and and so that's I'm a successful performance for him. if yeah. you can't picture anyone else. Yeah, I really am Fun. locked in. Now, you brought up Edge of Tomorrow. Who is the female co-star in that movie? I think I have this right. Yeah, it was Emily Blunt. She was up for Black Widow. <gasps> she is an exceptional badass. Oh, yeah. I, she can do no wrong. Oh, yeah. yeah, And I she love can her. sing straight up. She is, she's a I'm, I, triple, quadruple, quintuple mm-hmm. threat. She has a lot of threats. She's very threatening. Yeah, yeah, very threatening. Yeah, I'm very threatened by her. Yeah. I could see her as Black Widow. Yes. I could see her as Black Widow. I do. She had I a think... scheduling conflict and was unable to appear <gasps> in the film. No, mm. I, don't you think she was just afraid of it? I mean, if, she, if somebody comes to you and says, do you want to do Black Widow and you're not Tom Cruise? Like, don't you make sure you open your schedule for something like that? I mean, you'd never have to work again. I think she just got afraid. That's what I think. Mandy, I wonder this every time I hear one of these stories. Like somebody comes to you and says, here's the thing that is massive and it's going to change your life forever. And you say no for the art. Like, I get it. Like there is uh, people have to have pride in their craft. But also, how many lives do you think Tony Stark uh, uh, slash Robert Downey Jr. has changed in just inspiring people and kids and kids? Like, it's just... It's great. And so yeah. I have a hard time with that too. I have a hard time. I think you're I think you you're on it like with that it's it's hard to imagine doing the things that Scarlett Johansson does yeah. in that movie and does by way of her uh Heidi moneymaker, her stunt woman that's worked with her for years and years. Um they I, I mean she's done some extraordinary things in that movie and they're terrifying and I think it just takes a, a incredible leap to get there. How about that Brie character, the one who is Captain America? That's a Marvel thing, right? Yes. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, like, so so how'd that go for her? Like, were people sort of going, oh, no, Brie, no, Brie, move on, go back to the baking show? Like, what, did did people criticize her performance, or was she okay? I don't, I don't know. I thought she was okay. I thought she was terrific. She's a badass. The baking show? She had just won an Oscar. Yeah, What's the baking show? Man, look, I know you're not Hollywood savvy like I am, but, like, they all eventually end up on a baking baking show. show. (laughs) It's. Oh. I'm not saying she's already been on a baking show, but she will. She will. Oh, okay. she, she's already okay. baking show adjacent. Well, her name Whatever. is Brie. Yeah. <laughs> I love a baked She'll Brie. Have a cheese. And we're talking about cheese. No. Oh. Again, another one. That you, you guys are Scott Pilgrim versus the World fans, yeah? I, I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years. She, she does her own singing in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. She she's a pop sing. star. She, she had a, a brief pop career. So did Scarlett Johansson, but not pop. She has CDs out that are yes, brooding does. and what? moody. And yeah, yeah. Yes. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I check this out. Um, I love hyphenates. She's, she's a good, 
a good singer, not a lyricist of note. So duly good noted. No, she ain't no jewel with a book of poetry. <laughs> so one last one that I think could have changed the world as we know it. Okay. Russell Crowe. Can you guess what role Russell Crowe was uh, was Superman. playing and allegedly oh. abandoned? And it was taken over by a very iconic actor. Really, I, I can absolutely guess. There's only one that I can think of in in all of Marvel lore. Wonder Woman, which is Pete. DC. Also, Superman is Spider Man. So there we go. That's closer. <laughs> He'd look man, a little hairy. Words. He'd look a little hairy for the suit. I'm going to guess it was Wolverine. You are correct. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. And it's and according to my research, Hugh Jackman said, I only got the role because Russell Crowe backed out. I didn't know that Wolverine was Australian. <laughs> <laughs> but this back to Mandy's point, to to this is a role that he is on the record many times as saying this role changed the course, the trajectory of my life. Uh, because he has played Wolverine for 20 years. Uh, mm -hmm. In these movies, and um, and so, like, how would you ever? You're Russell Crowe. What are you doing? And then he ends up going to play Wolverine in that movie he just did, the Rush Hour movie, where he got mad and beat up a bunch of cars and did the traffic. He, he just did it. It was a pandemic movie. He was. It was, road, it was audience, a road rage Pete. movie. I can't even remember <laughs> what the name of the. Oh, for crying out loud! Was it Frozen or something? It was, like he for didn't, Ice Road Truckers. He didn't sing as much. <laughs> Russell. Pro road rage movie. It's called Unhinged. 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 Okay, sure. There it mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting, and I love casting, and yeah. I love, as people who know me know, I love saying, who else could be in this movie? And, oh, I could have seen this person. So it was interesting to see what the alternate reality could have been. What if? Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> over the rainbow. Okay. Just real quick, Mike Richards, America's sweetheart, executive producer, and almost host of Jeopardy. Done. Gone. What do we think of that? That's like hot news. It's fantastic. Do you know Mike? Do you do you go on weekend <laughs> hikes? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to decide if you just said that someone got fired or is dead. So <laughs> fired. I don't know which. Okay. I'm gonna guess you don't dine. <laughs> Yeah, the big news on this one was that Mike Richards, he he was already relieved of his, I'm going to guess, self-appointed duties as host. And mm -hmm. he stepped back to become EP again exclusively after after recording a week of shows that I understand Paramount is just going to release when the time comes. Um, Don't, they won't release those. Yeah, no they, way. they already said they would. They, it's, they're not going to change the schedule, but they are going back into hunt mode to, to find yes. somebody. So LeVar Burton. He's he, right. Reading Rainbow. Okay. So, but, but it, this, the, the news that we get today is that in fact, he's no longer going to be executive producer for Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy, which is, um, I, I think, I, I don't know, probably the guy needs a break from entertainment for He's going to be out of work. I assume, become a pen pal and possible prison lover of Dr. Death. <laughs> It'll start through letters and emails and build to a conjugal marriage. Does our entire yes. audience I know what happened? The and I'm the only person who doesn't know what happened. I know that they were considering a new person who was equally as, as horrible. But I don't, I don't know. Was this Michael Richards from Seinfeld? 
No. No. This right. is Mike Richards, who he's been a, a longtime game show producer. He was on The Price is Right, and he had a podcast before that. And oh. he said some some he said some things on the podcast that were uh, untoward, uh-huh. uh, sexist things. There, you know, we don't need to to read about him for sure, but oh. he he said some things that got him in trouble. People found them, and they found them with like one search on Google after the team searching for the new host said, oh, you know what? We are going to rigorously include social media in our, um, uh, you know, in our candidacy uh, evaluation for these new hosts. And then they just missed that the guy is, it has a history of pretty rampant sexism and, um, wow. and obvious and not, I, it just, he had some real issues. And of course, people are young and they change over time and I totally get it. But that then, he gets this job after he's already the executive producer of the show. It looks really bad because there were so many fantastically talented people who who came in to audition for this thing and, and to do their tryout. And so it, it just it's tainted. The whole experience was tainted. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with your assessment entirely. And it's really disgusting to hold a search. I'm interviewing everybody and then I just pick me. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's weird. I mean, that's how guys, I got our maybe... podcast, but it's it's <laughs> it's unethical. <laughs> well, it's maybe the... I propose a write-in campaign for Tommy Metz yes. to host Jeopardy. Yeah. Are you guys with me? Yeah, I think he should do most things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wrote him in to be the candidate for governor of California. So fingers crossed. Perfect. You guys. I mean, <laughs> it's not a long shot. <laughs> well, he's running against Foster, so we'll see. Oh, no, you're right. That's that's tight. <laughs> Tight race. <laughs> All right, kids. Moving on to trailers. You're going to skip my two stories. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to do that. Do you know what Dickinson is? <laughs> yes. The Haley Steinfeld show? Yes. Uh, have you watched it? No. Oh, my gosh. It feels like it's right up your alley, this show. My bedtime is 8.15. I don't watch it. streaming show, <laughs> Mandy. You just press play whenever you want. I gotta watch it this. Is, I got a uh, job. It is a, a, a period show uh, about um, uh, Dickinson, the poet, mm-hmm. and she is. But it's it is written in a, a I think a really novel in, uh, way. Um, the language goes in and out uh, in sort of period speak to modern speak. So you know you'll, they'll be speaking, and suddenly you'll hear this dude that bites this mm-hmm. really sucks i have to go write a poem and milk a goat you know like it's it is bizarre but it's smart um it it uh it is a, a beautiful story about her coming into her sexuality right she was a she she was a closeted uh, lesbian as far as i know i don't know most of her story in real life i've read some poems uh but i really enjoyed this and they like like ted lasso on apple they have said you know what we're going to go out when we go out when we planned to go out and that is after a third season and then we're going to be done so they're bringing on billy eichner as walt whitman <gasps> uh, Z- yes Right. Oh. And uh, Chloe Feynman as Sylvia Plath. And oh, so that's going to be God. season three. Oh, my God. I have to watch this now. Fabian, Mandy didn't want to talk about this. Oh, so I just want that to be on the you table. You just saved my life. I, I, I can't believe yeah. it. And Fabian, you can force me to watch it. <laughs> 
for our podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. I find it one of those things. It's like, it, it, to me, it's like you put one of those slightly spicy cinnamon candies in your mouth and they're really good for a little bit. And then you realize, why am I sucking this? I don't understand why I like it, but you can't stop eating it, right? <laughs> like, it's not a show I'm going to say this is the best transformative show I've ever seen, but I can't stop watching it. They're, the performances and the writing are just kind of delightful. So, all um, right. That's great. That's right. the Mike and Ike yeah. of, of uh, TV. Yes. And the other thing I yeah. wanted to, to bully my way into the story is just because we're back into booting tentpole movies. And just yes. today we had the news that uh, Top Gun Maverick is moving out of its November release date to May 22, uh, uh, to May 22nd, 2022, I think. And that bumps Mission Impossible 7 to September of 2022. You guys were Save so in it everybody. again. Uh, this the the bouncing theatrical release dates are yeah. a nightmare yeah. and here we are. So, that's all. Now but I can... understand. I mean, Top Gun they it, it belongs on a screen. They really really want it to be a summer blockbuster on a big screen. I they get do. it. Yeah. Well, some yeah. of us have been temple. binging the old one getting ready. So, <laughs> I guess. Well, that's why, you know, they keep saying the theatrical experience is irreplaceable. And I think if the pandemic has taught a lot of us anything, it's that it's not really irreplaceable. Like, I, sure. you know, I mean, I really kind of enjoy hanging out on my couch and, yeah. and doing the doing the thing. So anyhow, that's my story. Well, trailers, it is. You're dry. <laughs> You're done. I'm done. Can I edit this episode? Or You were right. I'm that... cutting all of me out. It's just going to yeah. be you and Mandy in blank space. <laughs> so, Mandy, I picked this trailer. Um, <laughs> that I found topical. Mandy and I had just been oh. discussing and debating Melissa McCarthy. Mm -hmm. And I have a theory that right now she is doing better work when she takes a dramatic turn. And I saw this trailer and flipped. It looks really powerful mm -hmm. and small. And it's Chris O'Dowd, who is so charming and watchable and melissa mccarthy uh they are married it's hard to tell what goes wrong but he's suffering from mental illness and checks into a facility this movie is called the starling how are you sleeping terrific are you eating okay yes i don't know if they give michelin stars to mental health facilities but if they did how's he doing really it's gonna take some time he's been through a lot and what about you? Oh, I'm fine. People have been noticing you're acting so funny. You're distracted. There's a guy I used to work with. Someone you could talk to. What's your pet's name? I, I don't have a pet. No pet. That's a first. Come on back. None of you. Sit down. Stay. I just can't wait. It looks powerful and relatable and interesting. And what did you guys think of it? Well, oh. as you can imagine, I I watched the trailer and at the end I was like, F you. I, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I, I look, I love Melissa McCarthy. I also feel she can do no wrong. Um, and and I also love Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd? O'Dowd? Dodd? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um Oh, doubt. But it was very, it's dead baby drama. You couldn't tell what goes on. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's dead baby drama. Yeah. And I and I, I don't necessarily enjoy dead baby drama. I feel like. God, I love dead babies. Do you? I, oh, I do. 
I, uh, I've seen your um, scrapbooks, but I didn't know that it translated into <laughs> television and film as well. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, but, but that, that said, like, I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful, a beautiful movie. I just was, I felt it was like, Ugh! like, I felt the weight of just the trailer. It was one of those mm-hmm. things like, hey, do you want to come and sob uncontrollably for a couple hours? Mm-hmm. Welcome. I don't know. I love that. I love a good <laughs> cathartic tearjerker and I'm going to force you to watch it for our podcast and I can tell Pete does not want to see this movie he made a face like he no I no no I'll tell you what happened is I immediately after I watched it I sent the trailer to my wife and I just said in the text I dare you not to cry (laughs) here's the trailer Mm -hmm. Um, I am actually on uh, team Mandy Oh, yeah. Look at what I did. No, no, I I actually, I'm on the other Mandy. I actually was a weepy at the end of it. I was like, oh my God, this movie is so manipulative with its little CGI swallows. And it still had me, oh God. Oh, yeah. Made me so mad that it it had had me wrapped up with it. So I I think I will see it. It'll be a small screen so I can turn the volume down when it gets tear jerkery. Cook and fold laundry. Yeah, I'm going to do other stuff because I, I also don't. Don't like the bed dead the bed bed baby drama. Um, yes, but uh, this this is one that I want to watch specifically because of that uh, thunder force <laughs> trauma, but capital yes, T you trauma that I experienced. Cleanse your you path. Cleanse yeah, your path. because I get you know it. I really like. Can you ever forgive me? And oh, like I think so that turn good. when she does that, she's Saint Vincent. Yes, she's just yeah. So oh yeah, I, and you I, love I a, a heavy handed bird analogy. Oh, and I. <laughs> You always have to eat. Those little CG birds. I'm also going to start singing. I'm also a huge fan of Kevin Klein. I mean, The Big Chill is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like he ever. Fish Called Wanda. And Fish Called Wanda. Everything he's ever done. So what Mm. I'll say is while my first response was F you, go screw yourself with your (laughs) baby drama. um, I also Mm -hmm. was like, I know I'm going to watch it and I'm probably going to like it. Oh, you're going to watch it. (laughs) Yep. All right, Fabian, what did you bring to the table? I brought a movie that, to be honest, I didn't know existed until this trailer. So good work, trailer people. (laughs) Your job has accomplished something. Um, It's a movie called Spencer, and it is about, it's like a, a biopic about Diana Spencer, Princess Diana. Ma'am, they're waiting for you. They know everything. They don't. So it says Spencer. So when the trailer started, I didn't really know what it was about. I was really into the whole, ooh, we're in a royal place. And I see there's soup all being placed at the exact same time at a dinner table, which I thought was (laughs) so elegant. I mean, the soup moment really brought me in. I was like, whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. And then when I saw that it was, I had mixed emotions because I was like, oh my God, look at that woman playing Diana. Like, this actually looks like a story that's compelling. And I don't know much about Diana. And then, um, and then I saw it was Kristen Stewart, and I was like, "Oh boy!" But we'll see. But it why, was, oh boy? Why, oh boy? Um, she can be good. What's that? She could be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure she can. I've seen her not be great, and I've seen her be great. I've seen both, and it's a lot. Yeah. To, um, it's a lot. It's a lot like why I don't know if you know this, but Emily Blunt didn't say yes to play um, the 
God damn it. What is Black, it? The Scarlet Widow Johansson? Would have been a good joke. God damn yeah. it. Yeah, no, you oh. came off the runway too early. Yeah, oh. it's rough. Emily Sorry. Blunt didn't get play the, Black get Widow. Get the bleep button ready, Pete. <laughs> it's a Fabian production. Funny, when you just described the trailer, I would rather watch a movie called Soup Moment. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more fascinating than this trailer. <gasps> what? I, oh God, I couldn't care less. Literally, I have no interest in the royals. I have no interest in Princess Diana. I have no, it just looks like a, another boring biopic and they're like from the makers of Jackie and I'm like oh another boring biopic like I have I am so over biopics particularly of people I just don't care about there not one thing about this intrigues me I will not see this movie or you I have spoken I feel like we've really created magic here tonight as a test bed for further uh, podcasting. I feel like I will see it for Kristen Stewart because I am curious. But I was 25 when Diana died, and I had zero interest in the Royals at that time. And since that time, uh, that has festered into an an overt antagonism for the Royals. I just Mm. don't like like thinking about it I think whenever the marriages and all this stuff I'm like just get just be done I don't need all of your pomp and circumstance I sent this to my mother apparently I'm just sending your trailers to the women in my life I sent this to my mother and she was like I cannot wait for this Mm -hmm. I can't wait because Diana was a big part of her adult life right like Mm -hmm. she just was following Mm -hmm. that and so I think I think this will this has a niche this movie my hesitation about Kristen Stewart is that she seems like a bottom lip biter like Dakota Johnson oh like these actresses who rely on like just but I'm doing it for the live streamers anybody watching like the "Mm, I don't know does this make me look deep and pouty and thoughtful (laughs) that's what Kristen Stewart I think brings so but you know what I'll say I've seen her. Be I'm good. also. I've also been completely disinterested in the Royals ever. I don't even know anything about it, which kind of will make it fun because even though it's a biopic, I don't really know the story. But there was something about this trailer and specifically Kristen Stewart because I didn't know it was her because she was unrecognizable to me in the beginning of it, and because I was sucked into the story from the trailer, which is kind of unusual. That's you know, telling. I'm yeah. a cynical bastard. So, <laughs> oh, I said a b word. I'm sorry. That's why I love you. That's not one of the words. That's not one of the words. It's okay. <laughs> okay, great. But I'm <laughs> yeah. with you. I, I, it, it, it is something that like it, it drew me in. I was really excited to see it. All right, Pete. Oh, me. Take us home. What? Talk about a trailer. What? Uh, I chose a, a horror trailer. I don't know if you know this, but I've had a real turn in my life. And uh, the before times, I did not like horror movies, and now I like all the horror movies. And uh, that, that's a real. That's, that's a big deal. So I'm trying to catch up. I've got like, you know, five decades of horror movies I need to catch up on. Uh, and so I ended up running into Malignant, the new James Wan joint. When I was young, something happened to me. Stop saying that. Daddy, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Whatever you went through before you joined our family, it hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. You created him. Daddy, what's going on? So that you could survive. (laughs) 
I wanted to do something that was a bit different, but yet hark back to my roots. You gotta take chances. If you don't, you end up making the same old thing again and again and again. I think audiences are starved for something that's new and different. Turn back the hands of time. Close your eyes. Is it's coming real, real soon? Like September tenth soon. Uh, yeah. The, the uh, uh, log is uh, M- Madison is paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. So, a horror movie. All right. I really love the visuals in this movie. I think they did something interesting with the CG to transform her, like, space. That that was compelling to me. But mostly, I love that James Wan is in, cut into this trailer doing, like, that 1940s interview style. Like, that's like Charlton Heston coming, walking, taking us on a walking tour of the studio a lot. I think you want to hear about my new movie. That's what this felt like. And... I, I have to say, I'm kind of here for it. Like, if James Wan's going to put his face in the trailer, <laughs> I will see this movie, James Wan. I will see this movie. Well, I'm dying to know how you turned into a horror movie lover from not being that person, because I'm not really a horror movie person. And I had, yeah, I know. But I, I, I had a really, I had a different journey than you, though, because I first, when I, I, when I saw it, I was like, and I saw James Wan and he was like, I wanted to do something different. And then I immediately was like, oh, F you. Because I said that to all the trailers. <laughs> but I was because I was like, "Ugh, it's a horror and it's a white woman getting blah, blah. Like I was like, this doesn't look different than anything I've ever seen. Right. Before. That was my immediate annoyance. But then it didn't look right. different. But then as it went, there were some good scares. There were some interesting things. The idea of the creature being able to talk on the phone. So it kind of drew me into like, I was like, I would watch it. I would watch it actually. And my husband loves horror movies. So I probably will at some point. And I loved The Conjuring. That's one of the few horror movies I've ever seen that I could actually, that was really like a ride for me. So, and didn't just piss me off. So like, you know, I think it actually looks good. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually thought it looked good, and I do like horror movies on occasion. They're not, like, my go-to, but I'm always down for a creepy, scary movie. I just wish they hadn't cut him into the trailer talking about how world-changing this is, because it really isn't. It really looks like The Conjuring. (laughs) Like, it looks to me like a movie he already made. So just say, you know, we played with new stuff, but don't—he was quite—he was overstating. Okay. Um, okay. That, but I would see this. I think that's an interesting perspective. I, I thought it was an interesting swing, to, mm-hmm. you, to that he is compelling enough as a director and producer in Hollywood now of these kinds of movies that somebody thought having his face in the trailer would be uh, would be a you know billable strategy. I thought that was. I thought that was interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, but I totally I see didn't your mind point. it. It's just to I just yeah. minded the words that came out of his face. He just should have said visual because he's like, if he's trying to do something new, watching a terrified woman get beat up and tormented yeah. and thrown around is not new, and it's actually very like anti-woman. <laughs> it's like a yeah, it's right. a genre thing, right? It's like it's the gay that. person yeah. always gets killed. The like, you know, it's always the you yeah. know, there's things that are tropes that happen that are 
you know, and not to get you, all, yeah. you know. And you can yeah. already expect that she'll probably be the final girl. She'll go through these travails and she will get beaten up and then she will learn to beat up and then she will beat whatever it is and she will yeah. win. And around her, anybody in orbit of her is going to be brutally vivisected and it'll be fine. <laughs> um, and that's how you came to love her. And then her. she will be in Malignant <laughs> too, even more malignant. Yes, even right. more malignant. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, we should say that The Starling releases on September 17th on Netflix, I think. And that uh, Spencer releases on November 5th. And I think it's a Just in release. time for Thanksgiving. Apparently, you started on yeah. November 5th and then it ends on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. <laughs> it's a long movie, Could be but a it's long worth one. it. Could be a long one. <laughs> All right, guys. It's my favorite time of the podcast. It's games. That's the theme song, Mandy. Yes. So in honor of the movie Look Who's Talking, which came out in 1989, I have prepared what I hope is a fair and not very challenging. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? Quiz. (laughs) 80s movie quotes. Quiz. No. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do because I think I know how this is going to go. So, Fabian, if you just want to go get a drink and do something else, that's fine. <laughs> but um, I think if I say you guys have to buzz in to answer, I think it's going to be a lot of Mandy rocking back and forth and going, oh, 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 I know this and swearing, but not actually buzzing it. No, so if you just keep I'm it going... to the breakfast club, I'll know all of it. Okay. So, what I'm going to do is say, Pete, this is your quote. Mm-hmm. You tell me the movie. Then I'll go to Mandy. She'll tell me, like, I'm just going to go back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to keep score. We're going to go rapid fire, people. You don't have a long time. Is that clear? So ready? Okay. Remember, I grew up on a ranch. Master. Okay. Uh, Oh, believe me, I know. I so didn't grow up on a ranch that I don't even know what that threat means. No, it means that I was in a hole, basically. (laughs) Sorry. I was up in trees. I I thought that was trash talk. (laughs) She actually played outside with the animals instead of watching all these movies on repeat like I did. Okay. So I'm going to start off very, very easy. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. I have to make my little score sheet here. An M for Mandy and a P for Pete. Mandy, the first quote is yours. What movie is this from? Greed, for lack of a better word. Is good. Wall Street. Mandy Fabian on the board. <gasps> mm-hmm. See how easy this is? Gordon Gecko. Nice. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Pete. All right. I'm going nice and easy. Nice and gentle. Roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Back to the Future, part one. Oh, nice. All right. Mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is good so Mandy. Far. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Oh, it's that oh, chick, it. Jessica, The Adventures of Robert Rab- Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, she got it and only swore once so far in the game. Wow. Did I swear? Snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Pete. Here's one for you. Uh, Jack Nichols in five easy pieces. <laughs> Hold it between your knees. Pete, yeah. jump back. Are you kidding me? Dancing is against the law? Footloose, please. Oh, that's good. Mandy, I'm going to take a bath. I'll alert the media. Arthur! Yes! Yes! P. 
See, they're getting harder now. I'm, I'm warning you. That one, that one was going to take me a minute, but all of a sudden, I started hearing between okay, the moon and New York City. So nice impression, right. by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. You ready? Yeah. She's gone. She gave me a pen. I gave her my heart. She gave me a pen. Uh, it's uh, Cusack. It's Cusack, but it's Cusack in. Uh, why can I think of the movie? It's Lloyd, 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 <laughs> and and she sings. There's the guitarist. She sings. The we song. might be heading towards a steal oh, here. No, it's say anything. Lloyd Dobler. Oh, Lloyd Dobler. Just <sighs> under the radar. All right, I'm going to try and get a little <sighs> harder here. Just oh my god, a little. I, by the way, I might have known say anything, and none of that other stuff. Like how Lloyd Dobler? How do you remember that? It's it, it, mm. uh, in the uh, what's that song she's playing? Don't you ever <laughs> do it? Yeah, when he when cries. cries. <laughs> Lily <lies>. Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you even think it? Something like that. Yeah. All right, uh, Mandy, you're okay. up. Never trust a woman who says she isn't angry. Jesus. Um, <laughs> never trust a woman who says she isn't angry. Aliens? No. Pete for the steal. Do you know it? God, I feel like I can see it. Oh, man. It, it, was, uh, it was an 80s thing. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. I can totally see it. It's one of the handsome ones, though. Brat Pack kind of yeah. era, right? Yeah. Uh, it is so St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, yeah. I don't right. remember that right. from that movie. I just remember All right. <laughs> Demi Moore rocking in that beautiful apartment. Now, if you had rocked, I would have I've never it. seen that movie. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What did you just say what? to me? Isn't that, I know. I've never seen uh, St. Elmo's well, Fire. Well, you will. But I know the words to the theme song, which very few people do. What? You guys want me to sing it? Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> we laughed until okay. we had All right. to cry. <laughs> we laughed until That's our last you, goodbye. Can that you be just, the next You should be able to. <laughs> you should have intercepted that. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Pete. Pete. You could pull ahead here, Pete. It's a big building with patience, but that's not important right Airplane. now. Airplane. Son of a... That was oh, a gimme. That's Everybody knows every line from that movie. If you don't give me and Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner, me, you're not a good friend. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Mandy, you won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I am not going to be oh, ignored. Fatal attraction! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This is really just a, my chance. That was a pretty to good Glenn Close too. Perform, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't be yeah. ignored, Dan. Yeah. Oh. Is it Dan? Oh, it's Dan. I know because <laughs> oh, okay. every friend of mine in the last like twenty years or whenever that movie came out, if their name is Dan, they get an I won't be ignored, Dan. <laughs> All right, we're. I'm gonna do one more that I think you can get, and then I'll pick a couple of hard ones, and we will be done with this game. Right now, the score is four to four, but Pete, it is your turn. You could take the lead here. Oh, I'm a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> Back Good off, luck, man. Pete. I'm a scientist. I couldn't even hear. That was interference on the field Sorry. right there. Yes. She was trying to get yes. in my head. Thank you for putting it in f- football terms so I'll understand. <laughs> We've got a flag on the field. Touchdown. Many downs. End zone. Mm-hmm. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. <gasps> Was that uh, Ghostbusters? Yeah, I wanted to say Groundhog Day. How much, how much time does he really get, though? How much time? Okay, I'm just. I feel saying. like I had it. I feel like I just threw I had a little embolism there. You got to. I think me it's a fair point. For the stroke. 
pick up the pace or it's going to be a steal. Oh, now. I don't want to warn you again. <laughs> okay, this is... Uh, uh, let's just do it. Mandy? Yeah. You want to know what I did to get in here? Nothing. I didn't have anything better to Oh, do. my God. Yes, thank you. Breakfast Club! Breakfast Club! <laughs> You're welcome, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to do one more that I think you can if get. You want, also, and then I'm going to try a couple hard ones. I could also do um, the whole monologue that Judd Nelson did does about the cigarette burn. If you want me to do it later, we could do it later. But I know the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Let's save that for the, the, the gag reel at the Christmas party. Okay, Pete? Okay. Uh, What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Was that actually ghost? No. I don't know what that is. Mandy for the steal? What's the good of... Oh, 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 frack. Being a ghost if you can't... What is it again? Can you say it again? What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Uh, um, hocus pocus? An excellent guess, but wrong. Pete? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? Yeah, yeah. You can't say it three times, Pete. I just said it three times. Wait, wait a minute. If I can't steal, does he get to go back and say it? I just re-stealed. I just re-stealed for no points. No, he didn't get the point. (laughs) Okay. He didn't get the point. All right. Here are what I think are the challenging ones. Let's see. You're tied. Five, five. This could end in a tie. Are we ready? Mandy. Yes. Excuse me. Is that your nose or did a bus park on your face? (laughs) It's a wonderful joke. Um, working girl? No, Pete. Was it, uh, Roxanne? Yeah, Pete. I mean, as long as we're doing Steve Martin movies. Yep. Classic. Well done. All right. And here's your last quote. Imagine 7 million people all wanting to live together. Yeah. New York must be the friendliest place on earth. Is that me or Mandy? That's you, Pete. For a big win here. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. Mandy. Because no one would have oh God, that Mandy. because it's like, it sounds like something Mayor de Blasio said last week. Wow. Topical. <laughs> Imagine. He's still mayor, right? Imagine. What is it? Imagine 7 million people all wanting to live together. Yeah. New York must be the friendliest place on earth. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, were you just doing, were you just doing, yeah, that's a knife. That guy. No. Dig- a knife. That's a knife. Yeah, the guy, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I never would have known it without the accent. Pete wins. Uh, Pete wins. Uh, That was 80s movie quotes. That was my game. Well, he's older than I am. He's so much older than I am. It's not fair. You know what I mean? Why would you even say that? Why would I have to go shave my beard right now? That was (laughs) the most offensive thing I've ever heard you say to me. And wildly. I don't remember the 80s except like one song. (laughs) The next reel just kicked off its 10th anniversary season. (sighs) It's going to be a fun year looking at woman directed films over the course of 10 unique series. Now remember, All of these movies will be connecting to this show through our weekly lists. And if you want to vote in the next week's list challenge, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community and you can cast your vote there. Now, if you are not a member but would like to become one and who wouldn't people, head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. The most it's going to cost you is five bucks a month. That's right. I said five bucks a month. 
Members get access to live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, access to the super secret member channels in Discord. How come I don't know about those, Pete? We have to talk after the show. Member bonus episodes, and you even get stickers. Become a member. You will not regret it. So much fun, so much extra stuff. And if you still have some free time and you want to head over to Letterboxd HQ page, make sure to visit us, like us, and follow our stories. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. That's right. Head to truestory.fm slash Letterboxd or use the code NEXTREEL at checkout. And you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount, which also works for renewals. Oh, it's time for our annual questionnaire. Okay. So they've been less than annual, but regardless, we would love to learn more about you, your listening habits, what you like and don't like about the show, your favorite Mandy, whatever. Just head to truestory.fm slash satmat and you'll see a big questionnaire button. Click it, fill it out. We so appreciate the help. And to top it off, one lucky listener who fills out the questionnaire will get to pick one of our upcoming member bonus episodes. Uh, I would call that a perk, people. You guys can come back. Well oh, done. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. And now, as we've all been waiting for, we are ready for the list. This week's list selections tie into Look Who's Talking, directed by Amy Heckerling from 1989. It is the last film in the Next Reel's current series, 80s Comedy with Coolidge and Heckerling. And now the options for this week's list were posted in the Show Talk channel in Discord, and our members have voted, and they have decided that we shall talk about cantankerous and cute senior citizens like Abe Vigoda in Look Who's Talking. I I just watched the movie, and when I saw cantankerous and cute senior citizens, I kind of forgot that he was in it. I don't know why. I just forgot <laughs> oh, that those whole eyebrows. Part of story at the end. I just forgot. Why are we talking about elderly people? Can Using a pretzel stick as a key. Oh, we just it, watched it, it, it in delightful. my family. Can I just tell you one. one thing that might apl- uh, uh, appeal to you guys? Uh, one of the things that we did with this movie, you know, Heckerling and Coolidge are music nuts, right? They have incredible taste. And their soundtracks from Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Valley Girl and uh, Lucas Talking and Real Genius, uh, not so much Johnny Dangerously, but Weird Al has a song on there. Those soundtracks are amazing. And so we we wow. went through Ooh. and we built the playlist of all of those movies. We're talking The Go-Go's, Tom Petty, Jackson Brown, The Ravens, Darlene Love, Led Zeppelin, The Cars, Stevie Nicks, uh, yep. Jimmy Buffett, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Don't forget the Plimsolls and Sparks, uh, the Payolas. I mean, it is an incredible playlist. 69 songs that were available and licensable. Four hours and nine minutes of amazing 80s classics. And I built this playlist in Apple Music and in Spotify. And you can follow it and fall in love with the 80s all over again. So we'll put those on the show notes page and we'll share them in Discord. And I'm just really excited. I think we're going to so put, cool. we're going to do these playlists for all of our series. So we'll have a lot of haunting horror scores coming up. And with all your it's free really great. time, I'm sharing the spot. Are you guys Spotify people or Apple Music people? I just shared yeah. the Spotify playlist with you. And I even made art. I made art great. for it. So there you go. Fantastic. Uh, you Oh, you are a marvel. Please don't. You really are. Stop. You don't. are. Tom Cruise. You, you get isn't. it done. Don't cut this part. Don't <laughs> cut this are. part. So, 
because I got my trailer in first, ha ha, I get to make my pick first for cantankerous and cute senior citizens. What I don't I don't want to use the politically incorrect term. Oldsters, oh. that can't be right. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> I, I don't know what yeah. just became politically incorrect now. We'll go with seniors. Well, That's a knows? cool thing to say. Okay. So I think I'm going to start with, oh, I mean, it's just one of my favorite movies of all time. And we talked about how I like a cathartic tearjerker. And this movie features two older ladies. One of them is cantankerous. They are both cute. Oh. This is Steel Magnolias. Did I steal it from anybody? No, but it was on the brain as something that you would steal if I picked it. Does that count? We all know the moment Sally Field is crying. I'm so mad. I just I just want to hit something. And Olympia Dukakis (laughs) shoves Weezer at her and says, here, hit this. Oh, oh. And Olympia Dukakis also. in. Look who's talking. Oh, how about that? Well played, Kaplan. All right, Fabian, wow. you're It up. was nowhere even on. I didn't even think of that movie, but I love it. So fantastic. All right. My pick is uh, I, the most lovable and cantankerous, but also um, super talented <laughs> Shirley MacLaine. Are you talking about me? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Uh, no. Um, I picked... Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge. Oh. Another cantankerous MacLaine performance. One of my all-time favorite movies ever, and it's heartwarming. She's hilarious, and she plays this totally well-rounded, interesting character, and she's completely emotional and sympathetic, and some of the best quotes. Talk about a great movie to quote. I mean, it twirled up! (laughs) She is... By far, that is the performance of a lifetime, and it is one of my all-time faves. Such a great pick. That's great one choice. I feel like I should have great. picked, and I didn't even cross my mind. It didn't even cross my mind. So obvious. Oh, what a great one. Uh, that means I get to go with my first one. It's also going to be, I hope, a double steal, because it should be super obvious. Uh, I just, you know, sometimes you need to get away and you need to go to the old house and you need to take your old bride and you need to go settle in and do a little fishing. And then sometimes you hear Norman, you old kook, you're listening to the loons (gasps) on Golden Pond. I love Henry Fonda. I find their marriage is awesome. Catherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda in this movie and Jane Fonda is delightful. I love the whole sense and sensibility of this movie that they are in this movie together. Uh, it just, uh, I, I haven't seen it in years and my heart, uh, it's just three sizes too big. It's just a it's great, a great movie. one. I love it. Oh, Not a steal though, man. No. Not on your list. No. Too classy for us. <laughs> too classy. Kook. But a great, Great film, and I agree, one of the best. Yeah. But I, it was a little, you know, it's a, it's on the nose-ish, you know what I mean? Like, you're looking for cantankerous guys. That's the... <laughs> well, you're that's right. A, you're, that's a you're big probably one. Right. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying no, it's too much. Yeah, you're but, saying I went too far. I get it. I'm going to back off. The next one, I'm going to back off. No, two no. Two on the nose, I'm going to back off. All right, it's all right. It's fine. I did too much. <laughs> uh, all right, kids. Kids. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Quiet down. So I immediately, when I think cute and cantankerous i older people i was like oh i got it oh wait 
they're not actually old, but they are wearing a lot of makeup and they are playing old. And they are both cute and they are both cantankerous. And they say dialogue like to blave, which means to bluff. So he was playing cards. Liar! <laughs> Liar! Princess Does it count that they're bride. old now? Like, they finally caught up to the part? <laughs> Is that how it works? What right? a great one. That's... And then there's that cute little old, The you know, she's like, I'm going to kill myself tonight. And he's like, yes, that's nice. <laughs> you know, the, the, the king. So there's lots of cute, cantankerous old people in Princess Bride. Yeah. And, a re- you know, it's funny. I thought of that movie, but I couldn't remember those two. I only remembered the priest that was like, Mowage. <laughs> Mowage is mm-hmm. what brings us together. Um, so that was a good yeah. one. Not, I wasn't on Thank my you. list. That's a good one. What else you got? I got a good one because I think this one is also, I, I think it's going to be a steal. I think, I think this is definitely going to be a steal. Hoke, you're my best friend. Come on. Driving Miss Daisy? Mm-hmm. Anybody? No, steal. Mm-hmm. It was my alternate. Oh, Th- that counts no, as that a steal, count right? As a steal. It wasn't in your prime. If it wasn't on the main list, it's not a steal. Oh, uh, wow! Sorry, oh, baby. So the rules. Close. Yep, that was a great one. Mm-hmm. Jessica Tandy and uh, um, Morgan Freeman. Wow, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. Great, great movie. Great lines. I thought about. It, I was like, oh, I want to show my kids that movie, and then I was like, whoa, my kids are. <laughs> Do my kids need to know how things were? It's an interesting question. <laughs> but Just it's, watch Hairspray instead. Yeah, it, yeah. It was very charming. I love that movie. That was one of my faves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I got a book and a bottle of whiskey. I think I'll take him to the park and see which one I finish first. Anyone? Anyone? No, but that well, was a I very sexy read. I did not do read. justice to the performer at all, even a little bit. I'll bet uh, on the... I'll, I missed the first part. What I was got it? A, the whiskey I got a and the book what? and a bottle of whiskey. I think I'll take him to the park and see which one I finish first. I bet on the bottle. I wouldn't bet against you. Was it Nicolas Cage and Leaving Las Vegas? <laughs> no, but that's actually not bad. It was actually, uh, that was actually Richard Harris with Shirley MacLaine. I had to get one in there. And Robert Duvall <gasps> wow. in Wrestling Ernest Hemingway. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that movie existed. So we're allowed we to are. make up movie yeah, totally. names now? You can make them up as long as... As long as you that haven't sounds seen like them, a you real don't know. Movie. What do you know? No, are you kidding? Robert <gasps> Duvall, Richard that Harris, Shirley so MacLaine. Legit. This is a fantastic movie. You have to see this movie. I have to see yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, you guys, unbelievable. I know. Yeah. Well, Richard Harris is a nut. Well, you are. It's, he's you, chef's kiss perfect. You are mentioning pedigreed award-winning, incredible actors, icons, legends of their time. My movie features, my last pick features much better (laughs) actors than those. Far superior pedigree. Mm. My movie features The Rock, Kevin Hart, Aquafina. Because I can't go one Sat Met episode without talking about my favorite movies, and this one is the second one in a series. It's Jumanji 2. <laughs> Danny Glover and Danny DeVito. The Dannys. They should have a companion show for the Mandys. The Dannys 
are hilarious in this movie. And they are funny when it's actually them. But then when the others are playing them, uh, it makes you love Danny DeVito and Danny Glover even more for how they're coming through these other guys. So uh, Jumanji 2, greatest film of all time. I think we could say it. I'm going to. I don't want to commit. I'm not. I feel uncomfortable. And we can all agree. That's it, Um, folks. That's been our episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I remember it won Best Picture, but I don't remember (laughs) what year that was. Um. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for yes anding. All right. What you got, man? Well, I just happened. This is kind of a gimme because I just happened to watch this with my kids. So this was this was very easy for me. What's that? Song. Oh, I thought Schindler's List. That's right. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. These are Casey's favorite Uh, movies. Definitely. Shades of Grey. Oh, my God. No, I've been showing them that all pandemic. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, uh, No, no. This was um, now this is a a cantankerous, but well-drawn, sweet, sappiest, most charming, lovable kids movie ever with the best cantankerous old man who is suffering after the loss of his wife because what kids movie would it be without death? Yes, I'm talking about Ed Asner's performance in Up. May he rest in Talk about a crotchety old guy with so beautiful. The dogs in that movie are hilarious. I forgot how equally heartwarming and complex and also hilariously funny that movie is. And uh, all driven by a crotchety old guy. I'm going to say up. I think that's a beautiful choice. I cannot watch the movie because I've tried twice and I get so worked up that I have a panic attack after the first like 15 minutes and I can't watch it. Is it because dogs can talk? (laughs) No, I love a talking dog. We all know that. Uh, No, it's it's like the his grief is so palpable. And then I I I can't I can't take it. It's a beautiful movie i'm not knocking the movie it's it's like the, the my opening own crazy. sequence of that movie is is the most stunning bit of visual storytelling i you know i mean it's it is extraordinary yeah. it's extraordinary what they're capable of doing with that uh, yeah. no doubt this episode brought to you by xanax <laughs> uh okay uh, does that mean it's my turn is that where we are that's where we I'm are surprised that this wasn't a steal i've been surprised that all of these haven't been a steal frankly but this one may be more than any other um there there is a movie uh, about an old actor who uh, is wrestling with his past and mortality, and he's a voice actor. And the the you know he's doing these barbecue sauce ads, Lone Star Barbecue Sauce, and he's got this longhorn mustache, and he's fantastic, grizzled old uh, old guy trying to come to terms. That movie is the hero, starring Sam Elliott, and it's kind of it's it's fine, but that's not the movie I'm picking because I started thinking about that movie and he's kind of a cantankerous old guy and it's really it's really serious. And I realized, oh my God, Sam Elliott has already done a better movie about an old guy coming to terms with his past and facing his future head on. And that movie is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. That's right. 2018 the Man Who Killed Hitler, 
and then the Bigfoot. And you have you are could not be more surprised than I was that that's not the movie I expected to see when I watched in walked into this movie. It is he it's one of those alternate history kind of things where he is is kind of like reliving the experience through his memory of actually being a guy who walks in and assassinates Hitler and then he's called to task because this raving lunatic animal Bigfoot is supposedly carrying this disease and he is his being called to go out and hunt it and it is it it is a i it does not perform as well because it's not oscar bait you know what i mean like it is it's got action mm-hmm. and spirit that the other movie the hero doesn't have but it's really great it's it's so <laughs> much better than i ever expected it to be and uh it, it's it's just fun uh and sam elliott he- is he's just it's bonkers. It's a bonkers movie, and he is a fantastic performer to be able to to wend his way through this, you know, a movie called The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. So it's the best title it ever. It is the best title ever. I know. I but I would like to say that when you did the a 10 second impression about barbecue sauce, I was like, oh, that's Sam Elliott for sure. Hey, thank so I want to commend you. Thank you. Mandy did a killer Shirley MacLaine. Yes. I think I did a nice Alex yeah, Forrest. This is... Well, you've had you've had kind of a run tonight, though. I mean, I don't know where <laughs> what I would pick is, is stronger. Get ready. There are giants in the sky. Yeah. Oh, Pete. Let's, we're going to, you know, Do we do like an after show tonight yeah. where we just sing <laughs> and do impressions? I and good. I've never been invited to miscast and I'm kind of upset about that. So whatever. Next show, October 3rd. Yeehaw! LA. Um, yep. I know. All right. I just want to give a shout out. She didn't make my list, but I did want to give a shout out to Ruth Gordon in Every Which Way But Loose. God rest oh. her soul. Hey, that's, Yeah. No kidding. That's a great one. Do you remember? Oh, oh, yeah. Ruth Gordon was just the very first actor I ever even saw being like a cantankerous old woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably true for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. That she was there first. Have have you guys... Pete, do you have any other alternates? I did. Have you seen uh, Venus? No. Uh, Peter O'Toole. Uh, is a cantankerous old actor, and he meets and falls in love with a young waitress, uh, and and she's the niece of one of his his other cantankerous old friends, and she becomes kind of a ter- caretaker, and then they develop this like romantic non romantic relationship that is beautiful and funny and just straight up like well written delightful uh experiences and peter o'toole has been a it, you know, like served this role as a cantankerous old like older person for many years and i think this is one of the really lovely performances that that should stand out and i don't i don't think enough people saw it um uh it was it's an, when did it come out 2006 2006 oh. and it's it's worth checking out it's a delightfully beautiful like spirit in this Great. movie yeah all right check that out. did you well, have that, any extras uh, mine was driving miss daisy oh that was it yeah. yeah okay um so we have an exciting situation for uh next week's choice that i would like to tell you about the movie that the next real film podcast is talking about next week is willard hoiks did i say that right you did and gloria katz's 1973 film messiah of evil the first film in the horror debuts series Mm -hmm. 
The members voted on the list options in the Discord Show Talk channel, and they chose a tie. They tied between quirky seaside towns and getting caught in a cult. (laughs) Now, Mandy Fabian, what do I love? Almost as much as I love cheese. Seaside. No. Um, <laughs> getting caught in a cult. I mean, if you can get caught in a cult while you're eating a lobster roll. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with cults. Obsessed. So I, as host on high, I, I'm i the woman who killed Hitler and Bigfoot. Both imaginary, by the way. And Peter O'Toole. I am choosing getting caught in a cult. And I expect when I listen to the episode to learn about really interesting films that I didn't know about that I can go on a culty deep dive, as I often do, because I love cults. I'm excited about this. It's pretty rare that this happens, but I am on next week with Kyle and Tommy. And so I feel like the torchbearer. In, in many ways, going yep. from this show to the next. I was here when it was presented, and I shall be here when it dies. And buckle up. That's going to be a good one. So <laughs> as for the next poll, it's live right now. It is for the movie Good Night, Mommy, directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala from 2014, the second film in the Next Reel's horror debut series. If you want to vote, head over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server. You guys... It's past my bedtime. Well done. I'm proud of you Thank for you. making it this long. You did a great right? job. Thank you. This show brought to you by Espresso. This has been Pete Wright, Mandy Fabian, and I am Mandy Kaplan. You guys, in the immortal words of whatever the captain's name was on Hill Street Blues, stay safe out there. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching, all sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.